0: Good morning. As many of you probably have heard, we are going to be celebrating the 125th anniversary of Zion on September 9th and 10th. Uh, just to make sure we, we all know what all the events are, we're, Susie's put together a page in the back of your bulletin that highlights all of the events that will be happening that weekend. And we'll be sure to keep that uh, in our bulletin until that event occurs. Also, I just wanted to let everyone know that we have a voters' meeting uh, next Sunday. It'll take place after our second service, and there will be a light lunch provided. The Old Testament reading for this, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 44th chapter of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 8th chapter of Romans. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us, with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. He who has ears, let him hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus told us a story today about a man who planted good seed in his garden. When it would grow, the seed would produce a very nice grain of wheat at the harvest. But then Jesus said another seed was sowed, In the same garden. And this seed was planted by the devil. It was not a good seed. This seed was just a weed. And these two seeds, the good seed that would grow into wheat and the bad seed, nothing better than a weed, were growing together. And God wanted them to grow together, at least for a while. God wanted the good seed and the bad seed to grow together. That may not make a lot of sense to us. Because if you have a garden in your yard, you're supposed to weed it. You don't just let weeds grow in your garden. You could, but the garden won't look that pretty and weeds can hurt your good plants. But that is exactly what God has allowed to happen. God is letting the good and the bad seeds grow together. That may not make a lot of sense to us. Even the servants in this story asked their master, do you want us to go around and rip up all the weeds? Kind of like what we do in our gardens and flower beds. And the master said something very interesting. He said, no. Because these two plants have grown together. Their roots are intertwined. So if you pull the weeds up now, you could also pull up the good plants. So that's why the master said to let them both grow together for now. They will be separated later when the time is right. They will be separated one day. But that will happen at harvest time when Christ Returns. Let the wheat and the weeds grow together for now. That's what the master wanted. That's what Jesus wants. I don't know if that's what we want, though. For example, there are unbelieving people in this world who kill, who lie, who cheat, who steal, and get away with that every single day. There are unbelievers in this world who do some truly twisted things all the time. For now, Jesus wants believers and unbelievers to live together in the same world. We may not always want that, but Jesus does. Let them grow together for now. So for now, we wrestle with the effects of the fall into sin we wrestle with horrible diseases that impact all of us. But if we had it our way, we wouldn't wrestle with those diseases. We would love for nothing else than to have that nasty weed of disease ripped away from us. We want perfect health right now. And there will be a day when that happens. But not now. Not just yet. Because for now... Jesus wants all of that to grow together. And what may be even worse, right now the horrible weed of death springs up in the life of every single one of us. That weed of death will eventually choke out the life of every man, woman and child on this planet. We don't want this. We want death to be separated from us, uprooted from us. And we want that right now. We don't want to wait, do we? That may not be what we want. But for now, God does want us to wait. He wants his good wheat and the bad weeds to grow together just for a little bit. God wants the unbelievers and the believers to grow together for now and for a good reason. If God chose to rip up all the bad weeds right now, he might tear up some of the good wheat also. Think of the Apostle Paul for a minute. Do you remember what Paul did before he became an Apostle? Paul murdered Christians. He attacked the church. Paul was like this terrible weed who kept spreading his roots of hatred toward Christians. He put Christian men and women in jail. He had some of them executed. I think Paul would agree that during this time in his life, he was nothing more than a weed. And I could also imagine there were plenty of Christians who suffered at the hands of Paul who prayed to God, Lord, why don't you rip away this man right now? Lord, why not free your church right now? They may have felt like we do sometimes. Lord, why not whisk away into judgment all the unbelievers who twist this world with all their twisted practices and do it now? But God said, Let them grow together for now. Otherwise, in pulling up the useless weeds, we might also uproot my healthy, beneficial wheat. The Apostle Paul may have been a weed at one point, a murderer of Christians, someone who hated Christ. But Paul did not stay that way, did he? Jesus wanted to show mercy to someone who had even done such horrible things as Paul. Jesus wanted to show his greatest power in this world. Not in burning up an unbeliever. No, truly Jesus' greatest strength is the mercy he showed to Paul. To someone who did not deserve to be shown mercy. And in the same way, isn't Jesus' greatest strength shown to you When he showed you mercy. When he suffered on a cross in your place. Jesus could have very easily stoked a roaring fire and burned all unbelievers in it. That's easy to do. What is so much better is that Jesus used that firewood. Shaped it into the form of a cross. Planted it deep into the garden of this world. And he showed mercy to all of us by dying in our place. It would be very easy for Jesus to just build a fire and burn the world. That day will come. But not now. Not yet. Right now, what Jesus has done for you is give you his sacrifice. Right now, Jesus is showing unbelievers and believers... That he has died for our sins so some may believe in him right now and live. Live right now and live forever. I know there are a lot of things we would like to see happen right now that we'll have to wait for. But you can wait. Because one day it will happen. I'm sure right now many of us would love to have our sinful natures ripped out of us forever. We would love to have the sinful nature that has us love sinning and has us keep sinning, we would love to have it completely uprooted from us and burned to ash forever. And that day will come. It will. That's God's promise to you. One day at the harvest, at the judgment Your sinful nature will be removed from you forever. It will be burned away. That time hasn't come. Not yet. But it will. Thanks to Christ. And I know right now we would love to see disease. And especially death. Taken away. We would love to have death be something no one ever goes through ever again. And sometimes, let's be honest, we don't just want the reassurance that heaven is coming. We want to see that weed of death ripped away from us now and ripped away from our parents now and ripped away from our children now. And that will happen. It will. One day at the harvest, death will be destroyed. And to promise you, that day will come Jesus has come in the Lord's Supper today saying to you, remember, this is my body and blood given into death for you so you won't die forever. One day, the wheat and the weeds will no longer grow together. One day, believers and unbelievers Will no longer be in the same garden. One day we will be separated. That is God's promise to you. And you can hang in there until that day comes. You can. Because for now, this is what God needs to have happen in this world. He needs this world to grow together so He can continue to rescue more and more people from eternal death through his gospel. And besides, right now, thanks to Christ, you really do have everything you need to endure whatever comes up in your life. You really do. Because you have been given God's promise of what he has done for us in Christ. He will always preserve you his church, his precious seed of wheat in this world. And he will preserve you in the faith all the days of your life until that great and final harvest. That's his promise to you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.